0: Do you know what you are here for? How often do you pause your life to reflect if you are truly happy and loved? It's not about expecting the world to give us everything we need without even us knowing who we are and what we want. Following a society sequence or what your family expected from you several times is not your real path, hence the frustration and toxic emotions. Instead. You can learn to live from a level of self-love and passion for life. Discover more in episode 55. Who am I and what am I here to do? Purpose with Maria Ray. Welcome everyone to our episode 55 in today's podcast, Cultivating a New Generation. I am pleased to announce that I have an honor guest. Maria Ray, and we are going to talk about a very, very interesting topic. Who am I and what am I here for to do? That's our purpose in our lives. So Maria is passionate about living her highest potential. Maria is a transformational leader and master coach who specializes in working with purpose-driven women entrepreneurs to create, recreate, or reimagine their life, the business, and what they are going to do with their lives. Maria guides those ready to play in a new level of energy and abundance so they may live, love, and live in this time of growth. Maria begins her coaching programs with two questions. Who am I and what I'm here to do? She believes that when you discover the answers to those questions, then your purpose becomes choiceless. Happiness and clarity are keys to living a successfully abundant life. Maria is a transformational speaker and Harvard Blue Talk speaker. She has also spoken at multiple women's events and conferences and has been a guest on numerous radio shows, news programs, and podcasts. So, and those are very, very deep questions. I think everyone at some point in their lives have asked those questions. So, to begin in this topic, let me know your story, Maria.:
1: Well, thank you, David, for having me. I'm so honored to be here. This is wonderful yeah, this is wonderful. Um, well, my story is um, one like you know, a lot of you, a lot of people are um, um, experiencing. I uh, grew up in a wonderful family on one hand and a little bit more difficult one on another hand. My father was an abusive alcoholic, but my mother was a very loving person and um, a saving grace for me, really. Um, And So as I grew and experienced, you know, her love, and then there was also, you know, some abusive situations, um, you learn and grow and survive, or you learn to grow and survive in a way that, um, you know, maybe some other people might not. Um, I got married at a young age to a gentleman who was nine years my senior. We had um, four children, and I found myself divorced at the age of 31 Mm -hmm. um, with four kids, young, all under the age of 10. My youngest was a year. So then I found that I had to kind of rediscover myself, right? Not only my life as um, a provider and a mother, but also my life as a woman. So, um, I was trying to navigate my way through that and learn all the things that I needed to learn. And, um, it was, um, it was pretty tough. I know what it's like not to have money. I know what it's like not to, um, know the direction that you're going or to feel good about yourself. Um, at the age of 27, I remember, and I think I might have shared this with you before. I remember, um, going through some therapy for past, um, Um, issues that that I had. And um, I was in a therapy session. Mm. And um, everybody was, it was a group session, and everyone was telling their story. And I was, you know, that girl that would be like, yeah, um, my story's not that good. I'm going to skip it. They can just kind of not you know, I'm not going to share, right. I I'm sitting there in the chair and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to share my story, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden the therapist comes around to me and it was my turn. And she said, Maria, you know, let you, know, would you like to share your story? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Go ahead. I'm just listening. I'm just here to listen. Right. Yeah. And she said, no, we really would like to hear, you know, your thoughts and views on on what happened to you and how you grew up. And I um, was like, no, I'm just I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. It's okay. I'll just listen, really. And she came over to me and she took me by my hand and we walked to the other end of the room where there was uh, the only thing that was there was a full size mirror. And she stood me in front of the mirror,
2: and she said, Maria, all
1: you have to do is tell that person in the mirror that you love her. And when you do, we'll turn around, and we'll sit back in the group, and you won't have to say a word. And I looked at her, and I looked at the mirror, and I looked at her, and I looked at the mirror, and I couldn't do it. Suddenly, A stream of tears were going down my face. It was just like so emotional. And she said, Maria, all you have to do is tell that person in the mirror that you love her. That's it. And then we'll go sit down. Hmm. And I couldn't do it. David, I sat there with tears going down, um, feeling very insignificant. And she said Hmm. it again. And I fell to the floor, I started to cry and she looked at me, she handed me her hand and she said, now we're getting somewhere. Let's go back and sit down. And what I realized in that moment was that the self-worth that I lacked or I felt about myself was very prevalent in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel good about who I was. I didn't know who I was. Even though I was married and had four children, this is when I was 27, um, but I became stronger because of it. And as I became stronger, Mm -hmm. everything in my life was changing, right? Because I was owning who I was and my self-worth and um, changing my beliefs around who, who I was and who I could be. Um, where the things around me that did not serve me started to fall away. And that's when, you know, my divorce happened four years later. Then, you know, I had to figure out all of that. And it was a pretty prevalent, life-changing moment in my life. I've had a couple of them, but that one um, was very, very strong. So I um, eventually um, found myself, I guess, if you will. (laughs) and um, discovered what I could do, um, what what I was capable of. And I built some businesses. I sold some businesses. I've worked with other people to create other things. um, And it's all led me to where I am today, which is coaching women entrepreneurs about um, um, succeeding in business, but also succeeding in life. And the whole, you know, the, the whole premise around that is your belief system, your self-sabotaging patterns, and you know how you get to where you are successfully. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it was a beautiful story, and um, I think a lot of people will relate to that because mainly is is that self-value that we lose many of us. In our childhood experiences, due to those chaotic environments that I think more than ninety percent of us have navigated to in different circumstances through those emotions, through those environments, because our parents also didn't have many of the tools and they did what they could, etc. but the problem here is that many of us uh, imbue those experiences and engage with that, those energies, which make us feel that we need to do a lot of things to feel value, and our value depends on what we do and what we achieve and what we are going to please many of other people. No, yeah. that's like the main characteristic of of many people that that navigate through that um, low system value that they usually try to please others and try to follow the uh, program or the square that society is giving to you and realizing at some point that you don't even like what you are doing.
1: Right. We become really good caretakers in the process. Right. Yeah. We're going to because we weren't taken care of on some level. We're going to take care of our family, our friends. And we become um, very codependent. Yeah. uh, You know, that is actually the treatment I went to was codependency treatment. And I have to tell you, I didn't even know what the word meant. (laughs) I didn't even know what the word meant. I didn't even know that there was a codependency treatment. This was all new to me. Right, but you do. You become very codependent in wanting to help others, almost because your life is so out of control. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's very and, interesting.
0: And you try to control other people's life or help to 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 allow them to to have a better experience, while mm. your while your life goes into many times no
1: or a tailspin
0: right
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so, very interesting how the mind works
0: I I love the the, the way of this uh, pathway that you have to follow through how could you tell people that they can realize that they are in that path of self value and what can they look for in their lives to as a signal, as something that can wake them up or like a checklist, sort of, that they can say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So I think I am in that path of low value.
1: Well, first of all, I want people to know that they are perfect the way they are. They are wonderful human beings. They are great, great, great souls that were put here on this earth at this time for a reason. That's what I want people to understand. And, um, you know, a lot of people, the, the two number, the two questions that people always come to me with when we're having conversations are I really wish I knew who I was. And I really wish that I knew why I was here to do what I'm supposed to do. Right. What is my purpose? People, those are the two biggest questions that people have in life. And even when they think they're doing their, what they call their purpose, they still have doubts. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so when I, the the beginning of everything I do is built around limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's about getting to know who you are at your core level or at your soul level maybe that's a better way to put it, at your soul level, because you are not your body, you are not your name, you are not somebody's husband or somebody's wife or somebody's mother, you are so much more than that. you know. So the simple answer is you are you, right? That's the simple answer. But you are a, a soul living in your human body. And you are not everything on the outside world existing around you. And that's the first thing that I want people to understand. They are beautiful. They are happy. They are joyful. They are wonderful. And they're here to do wonderful things. Now, with that being said, um, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that, right? Yeah. So um, there's a voice inside of our head, a, you know, some people call it the roommate that's <laughs> talking to you and saying, um, you know, I'm not good enough. I can't start a business. Oh, my gosh. Who do I think I am? I, am you know, I'd be an imposter. Or they, you know, or they look in the mirror and they get dressed and they say, oh, my gosh, I look so horrible. I look fat in that. I oh, look at your hair, Maria. That is horrible. <laughs> well, that. So what I want people to know is that's not them. That's the voice inside them. So you are not that voice inside your head that has a mental dialogue all day long with you, um, you are the one that hears it. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and that can be a little confusing for people. So I teach people to become the observer of Mm. what's happening around them so that they can better see what's what's real,
2: Mm. what's
1: real in their life and what's not. So the who am I can get, you know, very deep, but it's, yeah. um, it's, it's very necessary for people to move forward in um, their quest for knowing why, why they're here. Because once you know that you are not your outside circumstances, you are not the things that are happening around you or that happened to you, then you can better see, okay, then, then if I'm not all of that stuff and I'm just me, pure and light and love, then you can begin to look at why you're here. And when you realize that the real reason that you are here is to be completely happy and joyous, that's the only reason that you are here. You are here to experience life in the best way that you can. To be happy and whole and joyful. But then all these limiting beliefs and all these behaviors come in and they screw you all
2: up.
1: That's what happens. So I work with people on limiting beliefs and where they come from and they're, you know, the core limiting, getting to the core of their belief system so that we can clear that and to also recognize the patterns that were created around that belief that are really actually holding you back. A big belief that people have a lot of times um, is around money, for Mm. example. You know, I'm not, I can't make enough money. I'll never be able to make enough money. I've been always told that money doesn't grow on trees, right? So they, they, um, they can't figure out why they can't make money in their business. Or why, you know, why is it that I have this successful business, but I'm always paying out everything else? You know, there's, um, there's a story about, uh, you know, um, a millionaire who brought in a lot of money. And as quickly as he brought the money in, it would leave. And then he'd bring more money in, and then it would leave. And it became a process of not being able to hold on to money. Well, when you look at that, and you really get to the core reason that that he can't hang on to money, it could be as simple as, you know, as a young boy, you went for a walk with your mom or a young girl, you went for a walk with your mom, you saw this shiny new little penny that was on on the sidewalk, and you went to pick it up. And as you were picking it up, your mom said, oh, don't pick that up. That's dirty. Throw it away. Mm -hmm. And you drop it and you remember that. And suddenly that's how you view money. And then all the other beliefs that you hear, money doesn't grow on trees, rich people aren't nice, pile on top of that. Mm -hmm. So you have to get to the penny story. (laughs) right? To, to be able to get rid of that so that you can get rid of all those other stories to move on and to allow money into your life. So that's a little bit of, you know, the things we do and the process is not a difficult process. So it doesn't have to take years and years and years for this to happen. It's, um, it's a process that, um, is it when done, um, can eliminate the beliefs you have around yourself, beliefs you have around your money, um, uh, you know, or anything else that comes up for you. So that's
0: yeah. that's a very good um, analogy and story about the things that happened with our parents and the the examples that they give they gave us. So when we see all of those things, we mainly follow in those stages the examples Mm
2: -hmm. we
0: don't really pay attention to what they are saying unconsciously but we are imprinted with those examples so we say if we don't deserve money well that's what i saw with my mother or with my father No, that he didn't believe they deserve money and they were not able to keep it as soon as they earn more, or as soon as they had an opportunity, they were questioning the things and they were they were doubting themselves.
1: Right, um, right. So. Yeah, and, and that was actually my story. You know, my mom worked very, very hard um, as my dad drank in the bars every single night, um, taking his p- paycheck away. So my mom worked very hard. We barely had enough. Um, we were always paying it out. So when money came in, we had to pay bills. We had to, you know, um, Rob Peter to pay Paul sort of thing, you know, and I lived that my entire life growing up. And that's what I learned, right? Money's hard to come by when you get it, it still has to go. Hmm. (laughs)
2: You
1: know, so to heal those beliefs, to know that that does not have to be your story is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And when you when you look at your your belief system and your self sabotaging patterns, and you change the mindset around how you think about you know business or your it all comes to yourself first. Um, but when you can heal those, um, that's when you begin to see yourself differently, mm-hmm. um, your worth differently, and then you realize that. You know what? I am here to live a happy life. I am here to live with joy. Hmm. And then your purpose becomes choiceless. It's whatever you want, whatever is in your heart, hmm. what you should be doing. So I don't believe that, that we're here to say, you must do this on this earth at this time. That's your mission.
2: <laughs>
1: no. It's to be happy and joyful and have this wonderful experience called life. And then to look to your heart, get out of your head and get into your heart. And what brings you joy? What brings you happiness? You know, is it it starting a business and you can sell clothing? Is it to coach other people? What is it? Because whatever it is, it is perfect for you.
0: And that's beautiful because we um, are trying to see examples outside and see other people and say oh i want to do that but that's just um the same thing that's just going to pick up something that you probably like but who knows until you do it you will really experience if it is for you and many times we don't give ourselves time to analyze the situations or to just question those those questions that you mentioned. Is it what makes me happy? Am I feeling fulfilled? Or am I just doing it for the money? <laughs> or right. am I just doing it for the, the train of life? Because mm-hmm. I was put here and I need to pay bills. And right. It, it's okay to pay bills, but you can just make a plan how much time you want to keep paying bills, and then question.
1: And, and yet, so paying your bills and having money come in to get that's not making you happy.
0: Yeah.
2: No. You
1: know that's not that's not really making you happy. And that's why the work that um, with around your limiting beliefs and self-sabotage, that's a pattern. That's a self-sabotaging pattern where you think you're happy because, my gosh, I can pay this phone bill this month, right? Mm-hmm. But you're really not because you'd like to have a whole lot more money that you can just have, right? <laughs> so um, working, you know, through the, the beliefs and the patterns allows you to have the mindset that, gosh, I can be happy. Um, I can be joyful. And this is now what I want to do. I want to do this instead of having to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, because those are really important things that um, we are all here to do exactly what we want to do. And people make it harder than it has to be. Um, You know, and I was one of them, you know, what am I going to do? Why am I here? I I mean, I've got to do something, but what is it? You know, instead of sitting back and taking a minute and finding out what's really important to me and what really isn't serving me, what belief do I have that isn't serving me and how can I fix that so that I can move on in a successful way?
0: And I think that uh, where you are drawing all these um, patterns, People will only get to those patterns if they have a pause in their life, because if they are busy all the time and they give the most common uh, excuse, I don't have time,
2: Mm -hmm. it's going
0: to be very difficult to, to realize that they are doing something that is not fulfilling them. And and as you mentioned, it's not just about the money, it's about the abundance of, of enjoying this experience that when we uh, turn back, we really see that it goes fast. It's just a span of time that we have to enjoy, to really be happy and to do what, what we are meant to do with ourselves that is unique, that doesn't have to be and what other people are doing or the trending things (laughs) because many many of these uh, marketing things that try to sell you that this is the new uh, era of doing this kind of work so you have to get in if not you are going to be left off and then you engage in those things and you say that wasn't for me either Mm
1: -hmm. So working harder, wasting your time that way, doesn't make you more successful, doesn't make you more productive. It's actually a belief that you have that some reason, for some reason, you have to work harder than everybody else (laughs) to get what somebody has that you want, Right. So that's a belief that is not serving you. If you're working crazy, 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 and you have no life for your family, for yourself, you know, so those are the things we want to get rid of because you don't have, you know, you you don't have to work harder. You don't have to work eight hours a day, five days or seven days a week to achieve what you want to achieve when you go through the process of eliminating that belief. You know, I was
0: I was reading today a post of a friend that put um, an image of that the abundance is here in the universe, but what yeah. what doesn't allow the abundance to get to your life is the barriers and the limiting beliefs that you have. So it's not that you cannot receive the things; is that you are um, programmed to create. Wow boundaries and limiting things or you pick on them from the the examples no and i i also relate that to many many friends when i was in the corporate world i very very uh, random stayed at work more than i have to because my life was so important for me that I said, well, my schedule is from this hour to this hour. So I will, whether I finish or not, there will always be work. Mm -hmm. So I said, this is my time and I'm going home and I'm going to do what I want. So boundaries are important, yes. And many, many people ask me, how is it that you always go at your hour? You don't have too much work or what is happening? And I said, no. It's just that I am more important than a job. So that's what I answered to them. And for many of them, it was kind of an aggressive answer. But I said, no, it's, it's just that I really care about my life.
1: Yeah, the beautiful thing about life is we have choices. Yes. You know, we have choices and um, our choices shouldn't dictate our time. You know, we, you know, if we want to be successful and we want to be able to create this wonderful life for our family, that's great. But it doesn't have to take away from your wonderful family either.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You sacrifice one thing for the other, no?
1: Yeah. And there's no reason. And, you know, it's really funny because people, um, the last thing people want to do is look at their beliefs um, and the self-sabotaging patterns that they actually have until they get to the point in their life where they have to do something to change (laughs) because it gets, you know, that's where it takes us. Right. I can't stand this anymore. I have to change something. What's going to help me. And that's when they realize, boy, it's the way I'm thinking, the, what I'm doing, how I am hurting myself in this process to not be able to move forward in doing what I love.
0: Yeah. And I, I also witnessed a lot of people going to the hospital because of several chronic diseases or things that if they just pause, they would realize that it was the amount of work and stress that they are just um, eating and they are just building up until something, of course, goes out of balance and then they already created a disease. So that's...
1: I can promise you that the best way to know that you have limiting beliefs is to look at your body and what's going mm-hmm. on with it. Yeah. And if, where there's an ailment, there's a limiting belief that needs to go. Yeah. It's like a wake-up call, right?
0: <laughs> I agree. Totally agree. And many times we, we can have them. And, but if we are more attuned to our signals, we are going to pause and we are going to see, oh, I have an, a pain in my knee. And that represents that I am not flexible with the things that I am about to do, or I don't want to change in this area, or, or I want things to stay in this way. So if we just question, but what people usually do is that they take a pill and they right. numb the pain. But the pain will keep growing and growing because the limiting belief is is growing.
1: <laughs> it's still there. It's still there, and then everything just piles on top of it, because yeah. they they experience another thing that's going to um, say, "See, my limiting belief is true. This just happened, and it piles on top. So it starts. So you have the core belief, and then everything else starts piling on top of it to confirm that core belief. Yes. And the, you have to get down to the work of what your core belief is so that you can, you know, get rid of it at that level. A lot of people have said to me, well, Marie, I do the visualizations, I do the meditations, I do the I am statements, right? Um, but I know how to manifest. It's not working. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, take, it will take you years and years and years if that's what you do. And that's the only thing you do. That's a, an important part of what we do. It's, 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 the, it's an important thing, but mm-hmm. it's only a part of mm-hmm. how to get rid of those at a core level. Because you have to look at the subconscious, the conscious, and the superconscious, and you have to release it from all of those um, places for it to be gone. Um, otherwise, if you just do one part of it, I think that's where people think, well, I'm doing the things that people tell me to do. I'm relaxing. I'm I'm doing meditation. I'm doing my I am statements. I'm doing my visualizations. What more do do they want me to do? It's not working. (laughs) And people do say that to me. They say, but I, you know, I, that law of attraction, I get it. I do. I get it. But there's got to be something missing.
0: And we it like that. Like a list of chores, no? Like uh, ticking the boxes and just doing, "All right, I did this, I did this, I did." Right. And it's not changing.
1: <laughs> right, because it's not the whole program, right? It's not yes. the whole process. You have to, um, you know. I have systems and techniques and methods put together so that we can address, um, you know, I like to say, at a soul level. Hmm. Um, all of these core beliefs in my soul level is is the subconscious the conscious and the superconscious. it it clears it across the board in a way that you no longer i mean you can look at a belief and go yeah i used to believe that i don't anymore so those trigger points come up you go yeah i used to think that too you know (laughs) not anymore and that's very liberating and freeing. And when you can get there, and then you start um, running your like if you want to start a business, you start running your business or a company or a CEO of a company or your um, maybe you want to start a nonprofit or whatever your heart tells you you want to do, um, then everything starts to flow in a way that, these things come into your life and you don't have to think about making the choice, whether you want to do it or not, it becomes choiceless because of course you do because they're flowing into your life on a level that you can receive it right. and you're looking and, and, with what you're doing, <laughs> you know, so okay. um, it's, okay. uh, it's work, but it's, it's satisfying work. It's gratifying work. And that's why we start there and then work through the whole program with that.
0: And what, why do you think that people are afraid of, of doing that kind of work, of seeing and witnessing to those beliefs?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think people um, maybe don't trust it. You know, I've tried this and this and this, and it hasn't worked. You know, um, I've tried to get rid of this belief. They told me to do this, and it's not working. And I totally get it um it, it's what i just talked to you about you know going over the spectrum of the subconscious conscious that kind of thing um and then i think also fear plays a role in there people are afraid they're just um they don't want to bring up their past they don't want to tip rock the boat so to speak mm-hmm. and talk about it um they just want it to go away so mm-hmm. there's that fear and that judgment
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, You know, I like to remind people that um, we take steps forward in our life um, to improve our life, to improve our business, to improve anything that we want. Just start taking small steps. And I do believe that that is a great thing to do. Hmm. But you get to a point where you have to step over the line. Hmm. And um, it, it stops people because they're afraid. And if you can get past that fear and step over that line, think of it this way, that everything you have ever wanted and more is just beyond that line. Hmm. So if you can get to that line and step over that line, you will have everything you have ever wanted and more. Hmm. And when they sit with that and you think about that, just gives me goosebumps to think, yeah, all I'd have to do is step over that line.
2: So keep going, it's just a line, <laughs> nothing to be frightened of, you know.
0: Yeah, and if those um beliefs or those wounds or things come up, it's learning it's a learning process
1: one at a time
0: and you are not and you are not uh, in the emotional experience living that emotional experience you are acting as you mentioned also as the observer you are you are here you are detached from from the pain sort of and you can witness what happened really because many times we don't even question why it happened. When we go back and we see why our parents did all of those things, and we try to understand or we look for more information in their stories, Mm -hmm. we can see that they had a reason and they also have pain. So it's just a cycle and a sequence, no?
1: Yes, and um, an important part in there too is not to blame. Yeah, it's not about blaming or shaming anyone because it really isn't about them. No. It's about you and who you are and how you are going to move forward. Um, so we're not—I'm yeah, not here to shift any blame or make someone feel horrible or bad. Um, it, there is no judgment. There is no judgment for anything. And so, as you as you learn to become the observer of your life. Um, you're able to stand back and look at your life in a way that you don't have to get down in the dirt with it right so when those girls are talking about you and and you put this great program together for example and they they they're saying horrible things or and social media is horrible this way um you know that they will say oh look she looks fat or her hair's not done right or how do you know who does she think she is and all of a sudden you're feeling like this small you're all the way down you're making yourself so small when you become the observer of your life you will be able to say hey what those people are saying is just none of my business. Yeah. What they are saying about me is none of my business. I don't believe that about me. That's just, you know, and then it becomes less effective. You become less affected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where we all want to get to, right? Yeah. We all want to be that way.
0: Yes, because as you mentioned, it's also their, their own story, their own path and they have to do those things due to their own reasons and you can't do the work of anyone else but your own but your own and and trying to see your life like that you will be able to explain why you did a lot of the things that you attracted or you replicated but that's it that's the learning value of those things
1: you know, and forgiveness is a big thing in there too. And it's not about forgiving the other person for saying something or doing something to you. Forgiveness is about you. It's so that you can move on. It's so that you can let it go. Um, and you can live this great life without having to carry that burden that isn't even yours.
0: You become you know, lighter, no? Huh? You become lighter.
1: Yes, you become lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: you get mm-hmm. rid of those things
1: mm-hmm. so the goal of every person really should be to live a happy life to live a joyful life and how do you do that will you become the observer of your life instead of taking everything so personally and if you're taking it personally it's a, it's a limiting belief that you need to look at and figure out and fix so that you can ultimately do that
0: yeah so
2: yeah
0: and how for example how do you allow your children to learn those things (laughs) while they are growing because they are going to uh, try to (laughs) replicate many of the things and then or they will try to fit in certain kind of um, social experiences where they are going to feel those uh, rejections or those things because all of the other people have a lot of things also. So what, how do you approach those things with children?
1: I have four, as you know, I have four children, Are adults now, and I have grandchildren, so it's really a lot of fun.
0: Ah.
1: Um, You know, everybody's on their own journey and on their own path. And as a parent, Um, And this is one of the hardest things I've done in my life, my life is to be able to, I have had to stand back and look at them, um, make mistakes, try to pick up, be there when I can, um, but not always try to save them because it's their journey. It's their path and they have lessons that they have to learn. Let me tell you, I have one son who's learned the hard way. Mm. So I know what it's like to have, you know, to want to be that mom in there and just go, I'm going to fix this for him. Right. (laughs) And I can guide him and I can show him. But at the end of the day, it is up to him. I learned very early on when my one son was in high school that I can't want something more than he wants it for himself. Mm. So even though I've tried, (laughs) it never (laughs) (laughs) works. Um, so I, um, come from a place, always, um, come from a place of love with my children and we'll talk through things and I, you know, if they don't listen, they don't listen, but usually I hope they do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot of letting go, um, and knowing Mm -hmm. that they'll figure it out and they have, they have I'm happy to say um but it is um it's a different being a parent is a difficult thing and especially in the world today I mean it's very different than when my children were younger they're facing a lot of different social media challenges and um you know things that are out there and that makes it even more difficult but it also makes it um better for for parents to say I'm going to step in. I'm going to teach them what they need to teach because I'm not giving parents permission not to teach your children.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: is very important. You have to teach your children right from wrong, um, yeah. you know, and, and call them out when they're doing something. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about paths that they're on um, that are not going to hurt them severely. Like, mm-hmm. you know, going down the path. Although my son, and you know, he did go down the path of drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I do understand that. And I did, you know, we got a treatment um, a couple different times and it was very difficult. It was a very difficult thing. And that's when I learned that you can't want something more than they want it for themselves. Hmm. Um, even though they may not even be in the right mind to want it for themselves. It's just, it's a difficult thing. Um, but you do have to stand back at some point and you have to say, okay, you know, I, I'm not sure why this is happening. But I'm going to watch it now from the observer standpoint and jump in when I need to. Mm -hmm. And you allow them to go through what they need to go through to get to the other side of their journey. And then and help them along the way. I've had my son um, say to me, thanks, Mom. I really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And he will be the first to come to me when he needs some advice yeah and that is that is true. Um, never easy, but it, it is um it is a good thing,
0: yeah. and and I think that when we watch our children do that, those things, we have more peace also for ourselves, because we realize that we did a lot of mistakes, too, and we had to go through them to get to the point of awakening and realizing what we wanted, no? So it's it's their own process, it's their own journey. And as you mentioned, it's their own energy and soul that they have to heal. In spite of being uh, the parents, we are not owning them, no? We are just, um, a me a media or a transfer system for them to experience this life. But so they are going to have their own experiences. And my yes. daughter told me one time, she's just seven years old. And she told me once
1: that age.
0: Yeah, she's very, very funny, but she's very intuitive and, and awakening in many aspects. And I and she answered me very, very funny because she told me, oh. You know what, Dad? You don't really have to tell me anymore that I have to put attention in certain things because it's my own path and it's my own life. And I said, Yes, you are completely right.
1: But please help, let me help
0: direct you. Yes.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But it make me laugh a lot because she has seven years old. And I said, She already knows that it's her smart girl. Yeah. And she already knows that she has to do those things. So I said, okay, so I will let you go. (laughs) No?
1: (laughs) That is so great. I love that.
0: Yeah,
1: I love that that age.
0: And and they are more connected. I I think that if we also try to see children as those connections that, that we have with the energy, with the source, with the universe, with all the things that we want and we don't uh, pollute them with beliefs or with uh, excessive directions, we are going to be freer and we are going to experience a more joyful life.
1: Right, right. And, you know, I mean, I,
0: I, you have to remember,
1: too, as parents, you're, you're still on your journey. Yes. You know, you're still going to make mistakes. listen, I made a ton of mistakes. I was married a couple of times before I met the love of my life. And I had to sit and figure out for two years, I did not date anyone. I had to figure out why that pattern was happening to me, why I was choosing people who weren't um, what I thought um, they should be for me. And why did I, why did I attract that? So, you know, you're forever working on yourself. You don't just come out knowing that, hey, you know, I'm going to be happy and this is just, you know, the way it is, right? (laughs) It's a process and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have to pick yourself up and you're going to have, so be kind to yourself, Yeah, you know, be kind along the way because life is um, a journey, but it's, it's, uh, it's one big lesson. Yes
0: Mm mm-hmm one big that has a lot of small ones inside yes Yes.
1: and and you know and life can knock you off um a branch so fast and then you just pick yourself back up and you learn from it and you move on it's just like our children right our children are going to do the same thing we did and they're going to learn as they go along and listen you're going to screw your kids up (laughs) you just are when babies are born they're pure. They have no belief system. They have no, they're just so raw. Right. But then as they see how, you know, somebody yells at someone else and they adapt that and they learn that money doesn't grow on trees and they, learn it just, you're not doing it intentionally. It just happens, but they'll navigate it. They're here to learn too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So to um, round up all of these um, very thoughtful and very insightful questions that it was just two questions. (laughs) How can you um, suggest people that they can begin to engage more in the journey?
1: Yeah, Um, I think recognition. I'm recognizing that you want something more, If you're you're, um, feeling, you know, confused or knowing that there's a purpose out there, you can't quite figure it out, you can't quite get, um, you know, explore those things, explore um, what's holding you back. One of the things I have people do immediately when they start coaching with me is um, I give them um, a series of questions about you know what is your belief around relationships and they write you know you can write them all down what is your belief um in god what is your belief in um owning a business i mean all the I, there's about 50 different questions of of beliefs so that when we look at it we can look at it and see um it starts to you, you're you able to start noticing um some beliefs that maybe don't serve you, and that you'd like to change. Mm-hmm. So um, I would start at looking at your beliefs and what is what is happening over and over and over again in your life, that is not okay with you. Mm-hmm. You know, are you always choosing the wrong relationship. Um, are you never liking your job that you're in? Are you always thinking, gosh, I wish I could start my own business, but I don't know if I'm smart enough or I can't do this or I can't do that? Start looking at those things um, to become aware because that's when you're gonna realize that um, you know, you might need a little bit of help and letting that go um to become everything you've ever wanted to be and more.
0: Oh. That was really, really good. Thank you, Maria, for this inspiring conversation. I think we cover a lot of ground for people to realize that the first thing is pausing their lives and reflecting on, on the belief system that they have in all the areas, as you mentioned, and loving themselves, as you also clarify when when we began the talk that they they are they are right in what they are here for they mm-hmm. just have to dig a little deeper in the beliefs that they acquired while they were a little bit more unconscious <laughs> no yeah
2: Yep. and when they come to the surface that's when you can fix them yeah you it know mm-hmm. yes Thank you.
1: And if if um, anyone would like to go to um, just read my website, it kind of explains that a little bit more. It's yeah. at mariarayrea.com. So it's mariarayrea.com. It explains a little bit more on the on some of the things we've talked about here. So
0: perfect. And what other platform can they contact you?
1: Well, I'm on Facebook, okay. um, you know, and um, Instagram and Twitter um i'm on all of those and if you um put in maria ray i think on my instagram it's maria ray and on my facebook um you can go to maria ray you know facebook maria ray
0: we are going to link them also in the in okay the, in
1: mm-hmm. the
0: bio and in the explanation of the video <laughs> yeah.
1: thank
0: okay. you i'm thank on all the
1: social media so you.
0: yeah thank you maria for this inspiring conversation If you have questions, please address them in your comments because Maria and I will try to answer as best and redirect you to the courses or coaching or things or tools that you want to improve in this belief system and in finding your real purpose. Thank you everyone for listening, for um, resonating with these topics. If you like, if you really reflected help us to share this in your platform so that more people start um, realizing what they are going to do with their lives (laughs) thank you and we will see each other on our next episode bye thank you everyone for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans if you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merge visit www.davidortegav.com remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive Plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance,